This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bibas, episode number eight, the solo series. Welcome to episode number eight of the She Runs the Show podcast. So I have this bookmark in a book that I'm currently reading called Outrageous Openness, Letting the Divine Take the Lead by Tosha Silver. I'm actually going to have Tosha on the show in a few weeks. So I am so excited to have her on the show. But I got to tell you, this bookmark is something that I think I need to read every single day. And it's by Lao Tzu. Here's the quote. At the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. Let me say that one more time because I think we forget this. I think we forget that we have the answers. You know, Louise L. Hay says, within you are all the answers to all the questions you're ever going to ask. And Lao Tzu says, at the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. I guess the only question is, how badly do we want it? And do we believe that we can actually have it? I want to help answer that question today, because in today's episode, we're talking all about one of my favorite topics ever, numerology. Now, if you've ever had your numerology done, fabulous. If you haven't, don't worry about it, because we're going through the whole entire thing today, how to do it what you're looking for, and why numerology can help you create a business that thrives and a relationship that rocks. Because you know it, She Runs the Show, that is our mission, to help 100,000 women create businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. Let's start with numerology. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number eight in the solo series. In today's episode, we're going to talk about numerology. As I said before, it's one of my favorite topics. So we're going to talk about what numerology is, how it works, and what you can do to transform your life and your business using numerology. Now, I want to be sure you know what we're going to cover by the end of this episode. So by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn one what numerology is and how it works. It's pretty awesome. Two, why it's critical to your life and business. Numerology is really important. It's about getting to know who you really are and what your destiny is. I think a lot of us get off track because we're not in sync with who we at our core really are. And so numerology helps you to do that. So we're going to talk about why it's critical to both your life and your business. Now, by the end of today's episode, you're also going to learn how to create your own numerology profile. And then, of course, we're going to talk about how to use other people's numerology profiles to improve communication, reduce conflict, and create better relationships. I'm telling you, once you get other people's numbers, you know where they're coming from, you know what their destiny is, and you know what their perception is going to be. So you're able to communicate with them in a language that they can understand. So let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's talk about what numerology is. And I can't really go into this whole idea of what numerology is without telling you that the way I learned everything that I know about numerology is by a book by Glennis McCants called Glennis Has Your Number. If you do nothing else with your numerology, but by this book, you will have done everything because she literally covers everything in this book. So get Glennis Has Your Number by Glennis McCants. It's an amazing book. And she is an amazing numerologist, by the way. I've had her do a couple mini sessions with me on her radio show, and she has always been on point, always. So Glennis McCants, Glennis Has Your Number. Let's talk about what is numerology exactly. So according to Glennis in her book, Glennis Has Your Number, she says that numerology is the science of divining information about life through numbers. This is a science that's about 2,500 years old at least, and it came through the work of Pythagoras. So if any of you have taken math, you know I am not a math person. Pythagorean theorem, Pythagoras, yeah, that's where numerology comes from. So Pythagoras believed that numbers 
are the very foundation of life. He believed that every single number carries with it a certain vibration. So the date that we were born, it carried with it numbers, our birth date, and that carries with it a certain vibration. And so he felt that you could understand the qualities of a person, a place, or a thing by knowing their numbers. Because if numbers vibrate energy and we're all energetic beings, then if we know our numbers or the numbers of our home, a business, again, kind of that feng shui sort of approach, then you will learn a lot about yourself. You will know the makeup of a person, place, or thing by the number associated with them. So even more than that, Pythagoras felt that the vibration or tone of the universe at the exact moment you were born has a definite influence over both your character and your destiny in life. And so it's that vibrational blueprint, that numerological blueprint that puts each person into a classification from level one to level nine. And so all of numerology works on single digits, one through nine. When you have a personal year, it goes one through nine. And so a whole cycle in numerology is to go from your personal year of one to your personal year of nine. And the goal of numerology is to bring all of life into unity and harmony. And so numerology is not about being psychic. It's not about being clairvoyant. You know, anybody can do their own numerological chart. It really is about understanding who you really are, what your tendencies are, what your spiritual lessons in life are this time around. And so Every single number in numerology breaks down to a single digit, and every letter in the alphabet breaks down to a single digit number. And so when we talk about how numerology works, let's just talk about what is your numerology profile exactly, because what you're going to want to do, in addition to getting Glennis has your number so that you can really focus on doing your chart, is you want to know the six numbers that contain your numerological chart and they are your soul number, your personality number, your power name number, your birthday number, your life path number, and your attitude number. Now these you get from your birth date and from the name that you have currently and the name that you were born with. Again, if people get married, they change out of their maiden name to their married name, you're going to need both your birth name and your current name. If you've completely changed your name or you've changed the spelling of your name. Again, you're still going to need your birth name to come up with some of these numbers and you're going to need your current name. So you've got six numbers in your numerological chart. Let's spend a couple minutes talking about what each of those numbers in your chart represent. So the soul number, the soul number describes what you feel inside. Like people may not see your soul number evidenced in how you behave on a day-to-day basis. They may not see it in your character. They may not see it in how you show up in the world, but your soul number is what you feel on a seriously deep level to your core. And that's your soul number. Your personality number though, which is the second number in your chart, it's how people see you. It's how people perceive you. It's what you show up in the world as. So if you've ever met somebody who's an actor, what's interesting, having been an actress myself, I can tell you that, you know, you may see how somebody behaves on camera and you think, oh my goodness, they're so outgoing and they're so social. And then if you were to meet that actor in private, they would seem introverted, private, they don't like to sign autographs. That's an example of sort of how one's soul number could be, you know, what they feel inside could be totally different from their personality number, which is what they show to the world. So you've got your soul number, you've got your personality number, then you also have your power name number. It describes the strength of your name. So again, that's why you need both your birth name and your current name. Then we get into some of the more important numbers, the birthday number. So the birthday number describes the way other people see you. It's connected to the personality number, but it's slightly different. So you, you want to look at your birthday number because it is how other people will see you. And then, of course, your life path number, which is the most important number in your whole entire chart. 
So if you, if you know nothing else, if you figure nothing else about your numerological chart, the two most important numbers are the life path number. And then of course the six that I'm about to talk about the attitude number. So the life path number describes the path that your life must take in order for you to be happy. This is the most important number in your chart. We're going to talk about how to develop, how to get to that number. But again, a lot of people don't know their life path number and they don't know why they're unhappy. And if you understand your life path number, then you know what it's going to take for you to be happy and you can fix any of the incongruities that you've got going on in your life so that you are in sync with the vibration of your life path number. That's a really important number. The second most important number in your numerological chart is your attitude number. Now, your attitude number describes your general attitude towards life. It really is the second most important number in your chart. It's how do I see the world? How do I approach the world? And again, you want to know both your life path and your attitude number because your life path and your attitude number, sometimes they can be at odds, especially if those two numbers are not natural matches. So you want to understand that. So then you know how to align better with your chart. So, and it's really important to understand whether or not your attitude and your life path number are natural matches or they're compatible, or they're toxic to each other. Because if your attitude number is a toxic number to your life path number, then most of the time you're going to confuse people. Like they're not going to know who they're getting today. Like they're going to be like, wait a second, you seem like this, but you're actually like that. Like who is showing up to dinner today? If the numbers are toxic, your attitude and your life path, that's how people are going to feel. They're, they're never going to know who's going to show up. Again, that's important to understand because that'll affect how you communicate with people. That will affect how you cultivate relationships. So if you know that in advance, then you know how to work around that and improve communication. The other key piece that I think is so important because I've, I've done people's charts and they've said to me, huh? that person's supposed to be a natural match to me. So why is this relationship not working? Or they said, hmm, we're supposed to be compatible, but I can't stand that person. It's really important to know that every number, again, numbers have vibrations. They have tones that vibrate through the universe. Each number has a positive and a negative energy associated with it. And what that means is you can either operate on the light side of your number or on the dark side of your number. And so if you are in a relationship with someone or you're doing business with someone and you feel like, okay, I've done our charts and we're supposed to be compatible, but this isn't working. The next thing you need to ask yourself is, well, are we both operating on our light side or on our dark side? Star Wars kind of thing, right? Like, is that person coming from the negative energy of their number or from the positive energy of their number? And where am I coming from? And, you know, the other piece of this is part of developing your chart is also breaking down your name. And so all letters break down into numbers one through nine. And so if you organize the alphabet in rows one through nine, you're going to see the pattern. So for example, the A's, the J's, and the S's are ones. And the B's, the K's, and the T's are twos. And then C, L, and U are threes and so on. Now, if you want really like concrete worksheets on how to do this, I have got a beautiful free report on how to break all of this stuff down and what kinds of things you're looking for and what this means for life and relationships and business. So if you, you just want some cheat sheets and just like get it down quick while you're waiting for Glennis's book to come or while you're you know reading through the entire book, be sure that you go to tinyurl.com forward slash numerology how to if you sign up there you'll get my free report it like breaks everything down and it tells you what kinds of things you're looking for and how to sort of work with your numerology so again if you want a real like cheat sheet breakdown here's how i turn the letters into numbers this is what it means and this is what i'm looking for go to tinyurl.com forward slash numerology how to and you can download that free report so Let's talk about, you know, some people will say, well, this sounds really like with like, what do they call it? Um, 
woohoo, you know, like foo foo, foo foo kind of stuff, like law of the universe, you know, uh, tarot card, hand reading kind of thing. I'm just going to dare you to try it. Like, I am as logical as they come, and as much as I'm very woo-woo, um, I like things to be logical and straightforward, and they've got to make sense to me. And two plus two needs to equal four. And so if you're that way, I'm just going to dare you to try numerology and tell me if it is not absolutely on point. I mean, I, like, I literally do charts for people and do charts for people close to them, and they go... Oh my goodness, that is exactly how that person is. How did you know? I don't know those people, but I can tell you what, if I can do your chart, I can tell you a lot about you without ever knowing you. So I dare you to try numerology because it is absolutely critical to your life and business. Let's talk about why that is. So when I say, you know what, numerology is critical to your life and business, let me tell you why. When you understand your numerological blueprint, and when you know the numerological profiles of the people that you interact with, whether it's life partners, business partners, your children, your family members, maybe some of the family members that you're on the outs with, when you get your numerology and you get theirs, you will be able to communicate with, with them on a whole new level. You're also going to enter into situations really having met you. Like you're going to be, you're going to have more clarity because you're going to get, this is what I'm on this earth to do. Like here are my soul lessons. This is my destiny. This is what it's going to take for me to be happy. Am I making sure that every decision I'm making really reflects that life path number? A lot of us aren't making decisions that reflect the life path number. I can speak to my own thing, you know. I'm a five life path and I'm a seven attitude. And so a lot of my, a lot of my focus is very seven in nature because it's, it's how I approach life. Your attitude number is how you approach life. But I, at the end of the day, am a five life path. So I have to make sure, and I always have to be on the lookout for this because although seven and five are natural matches to each other, they operate very differently in the world. So I have to make sure all of the time when I'm making decisions that I am meeting the needs of my five life path because certain decisions will be very different than if I just go along with my seven attitude, which is my natural tendency. So again, when you understand your numerology, you've met you, you know how to interact with other people. You don't take what they say personally because you get where they're coming from when you know their numbers. You also know how to deal with conflict with other people when you've met you and you've met them through numerology. And then you also know who to associate with and who to keep your distance from. You know, a lot of us do this thing where we go, I just don't like that person. I have a vibe about them. I don't like them. There's just something that's not kosher with them. And then we still fight to make ourselves interact and like them because we think it's judgmental to listen to our intuition. Uh, 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 uh. Listen, when you do numerology for yourself and other people, if you ever want to know why you have a bad vibe about somebody, just do their numbers. Just do their numbers. And then ask yourself, are they living on the positive or the negative side of their numbers, the light or the dark side? And what is it about our numerological profiles that just don't mesh? The second you get that, number one, the conflict reduces because you get them and you get you and you understand it's not personal. And then number two, you make smarter decisions about your interaction with those people. You no longer feel like you have to because you don't want to judge them. You're not judging them. They are who they are. You are who you are. It's numerology. It's not personal. Now you know what to do with that situation. So that, you know, for the communication aspect of it, for the relationship aspect of it, that is why numerology is absolutely critical to your life and business. Now, let's talk about how do you create your numerology profile? And, you know, I want to begin by talking about the numbers in general, because like I said, numerology goes through one through nine. It Everything has to be broken down to a single digit number, but there is a vibration. There is a personality, like there's a, there are characteristics associated with every single number. And so when you start to see numbers repeat themselves in your chart, 
you want to know that those vibrations and those characteristics do affect you, which is why one life path five person is going to be different from another one because they, you know, one life path five may have a lot of ones in their chart. Another one may have a lot of fours in their chart. So the vibration or the character of each number is going to have an impact. So let's talk about what each number means. So one is a number that's really characterized by independence, ambition, self-motivation. One people need to be in charge. Like they're like, I'm the boss applesauce. Mm -mm. And because they are so driven, right? Because they are so, you know, gotta be the best, gotta be the t on top, you know, perfectionist, overachieving. Ones are also super critical super critical in their relationships, in their lives, of themselves. Like one is the number for ambition, independence, drive, achievement, perfectionism, and also super judgment. So again, you can live on the positive side of that number or the negative side of that number, but you want to be aware that when you see a lot of ones in your chart, that's the energy that you bring to the table. Now I have a lot of ones in my name, and I have a lot of ones in, in general, like I was born in January, one, that's a one month. I have, you know, A's and S's in my name, lots of them, one, 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 one. So I've got a lot of one energy within me. And that's important to know because it helps you understand how you interact with other people. And it also helps you understand how to kind of maybe alter your communication a little bit and really give yourself some peace because ones are very driven people. Now, if you've got a lot of twos in your chart, two is, I call the two the peacemaker. They really are. I mean, twos are, are sensitive people. They're all about love. They don't like conflict. And so they spend a lot of their, like part of their destiny is to love and be loved and to ensure that people feel loved. So they do a lot of this peacemaking thing, but they don't like confrontation. So again, if you're someone like me who brings a lot of ones to the table, and then I interact with somebody who brings a lot of twos to the table, you know, it kind of gets annoying after a while because I don't mind having a conflict and I don't mind calling you out on your stuff, but a two is going to really run from that kind of energy and conflict. They want everybody to be happy. They just want to feel loved and they want to give love. A two is a different kind of vibration. They're the peacemaker. If you have a lot of threes in your chart, so three is the communicator, and I've met a lot of threes, and, and let me just say a couple things about threes, because you're coming from somebody who's a five life path, seven attitude, born on a six day in a one month. So threes are the communicator. They are filled, like threes tend to be actors. They tend to be comedians. They're, they've got all this creative energy. But people who are super, super creative, they're also prone to mood swings. And so the interesting thing about a three is they're loud, they talk a lot, they like to hear themselves talk, they love to give advice, but they're also prone to mood swings. So if you've ever met a three life path, especially if they're a three life path and a three attitude, when a three is happy, everybody gets to be happy. When a three is unhappy, nobody at home gets to be happy. So again, it's about is the three living on the light side of their numbers, which is communication and creativity and, you know, like pumping people up and motivating them. And, or are they living on the dark side of their number where they've got these big mood swings? And so when they're unhappy, nobody gets to be happy. Now, threes are also people who you know, when it comes to love, they just don't let relationships go. Like they, they could have had a relationship 50 years ago and they're still holding on to that relationship. They are one of those that loves way longer. Like they love way past the expiration date of that relationship. So those are threes as well. Fours, 
fours are the master number. So fours are the teachers. They're the ones who are very logical. Um, they want the white picket fence. They want the house and the 2.5 kids. Um, they're here to learn and to teach. And fours master things easily. The problem with fours is because they are so solid, they're so responsible, they believe in safety and security and stability, right? Fours are logical. Two plus two must equal four. Fours don't take risks and they often worry a lot. So fours are prone to excessive worry, excessive like they're always thinking about things. They want everything to be solid. Everything's got to be perfect. It's got to look right. It's got to feel right. They're very much about, you know, stability and security. And so when security is in question, they have a problem with that. And so fours are gifted because they're master teachers. Like literally a four, you give them something new in a heartbeat, they've got it and they can teach it to other people. But they have a hard time taking the risk of going to the next level because two plus two has got to equal four. Like two plus two has got to equal four. That's a four. And if you have four energy, you're going to feel some of that. Now the five, which I'm a life path five, fives are the, you know, there's really, I mean, a five is like, they are the ones who seek freedom and adventure. They don't like to be tied down. They want their freedom in all things, work, play, relate, like they've got to be free. If a five gets up and goes, I'm going to go out, I'll see you later. They don't want to hear, where are you going? When are you coming back? Um, why don't I go with you? Like fives don't like that. They don't like clinginess. Fives need freedom and adventure. And if they don't get freedom and adventure in their own lives, they become drama queens and they play the martyr. They play the victim. And fives are also prone to addiction. So fives and sevens prone to addiction. So overeating, overworking, over exercising, you know, addictions, because they're so like for fives, everything is about, I want it to feel great and feel amazing and feel passionate. And here's the reality. The downside to being a five is that not everything is going to feel great and amazing and wonderful. Like a four can see something through because they understand this is what it takes. You've got to master it. It's not all going to be exciting, but it's work that has to get done. A five is sort of like once it no longer feels exciting, they're like, oh, peace, I'm out. I'm out. Like this is not feeling good. Out. So a challenge to a five, and, and I can tell you this personally, is learning how to not need the thrill in everything in order to be fully present to it. Like the thrill doesn't last that long. It's a second. Then the thrill is gone. So fives need their freedom and they need adventure, but they've got to learn how to balance the need for the thrill with the need to just stay the course on stuff. And in a, a great example of a five is Angelina Jolie. So she's a five. There are lots of fives. Paula Dean is a five life path. So fives are the freedom adventure seekers. Your sixes, they're the nurturers the caretaker. So sixes are all about feeling nurtured, feeling cared for, having a home that is nurturing and that feels like a solace. So a six is really great at taking care of other people, but they can also become very resentful if they're the ones doing all the work. And at the same time, a six does not like conflict. Like if you're going to come into their house and you're going to bring the drama, you're going to be kicked out in a second because a six does not play with the nurturing environment of their home. Like it's got to be right, which also makes a six a great entrepreneur because they know how to create a team environment where people feel heard, cared for, loved, and nurtured. They don't play with that. Like that is their thing. There's got to be a nurturing, loving environment for them to thrive and operate in. And they don't mess with that ever. And they don't allow anybody else to do that either. That's a six. A seven is a spiritual truth seeker. So the seven is, is one of the most spiritual numbers of the whole chart because they're always asking the question, who am I? 
Who am I? What am I here to do? What's my purpose? What are the lessons of my life? So there are the spiritual truth seekers. And so when they're on the positive side of their numbers, they're very powerful spiritually. They're super powerful spiritually. When they're on the dark side of their numbers, whoo, you better... Seven's on the dark side. So something really interesting about a seven, a seven will love you to pieces. But if they decide that you've betrayed them or they decide that they are done with you, they have the ability to shut a door that doesn't ever get opened again. Like they build emotional walls like nobody's business. So you, you notice that a seven is going to be a little bit colder and they're going to be, they're very skeptical and they really they will give you the third inquisition and ask you every question they want to ask you and the moment you flip things and you ask them even one question they don't give you a straight answer try it get, do some charting and see if you don't know a seven and i want you to go get into a conversation with them and see if when you ask them a deep question about themselves if they ever give you an answer typically a seven will say why do you want to know I'm a seven attitude. I'm speaking from experience here. I'm just letting you know. Like I will give people the third inquisition because I'm a five. I'm a detective naturally. I want to know what's going on with people. But you start to ask me questions. Mm, emotional wall. Boom, 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 boom. Like really? Why do you want to know? Yeah. Seven. Spiritual truth seeker. One of the most spiritual numbers of all of numerology because they're always asking, who am I and what's my purpose? But also, they can be very, and they can be very blunt and critical too. I have to say that. They can be, and they don't mean to be, but they can be very blunt and very critical, kind of like a four can be. Now, eights are the executive. They're the, they're the people, so eight is the sign of eternity, right? So two sides that go on and on and on with no end. And eight has come to this earth because they need financial and spiritual freedom. And so there are only two types of eights. There are either the eight that makes massive wealth, like they just, they're great with money, they know what to do with money, they handle their business, or the eight that never has any money, always in debt. And so whenever I come across an eight, I always say, listen, you are the executive. You have the ability to like, whew, when it comes to wealth, like you could just knock it out of the ballpark. You get to choose which eight you are. So choose the eight that you want to be. They are the executive. They like to look good. They like to feel good. They like to smell good. Their car is nice. Their watch is expensive. Again, they came here to master finances. And they need financial and spiritual freedom. That's an eight. They're also prone, though, on, on the downside. Illness can be an issue for an eight. So you always want to be careful because eights um, are very hard workers in general. They are the executives of their life. But if they have the wrong people around them whose numbers are antagonistic to them, it can really affect their health. So eights have to watch that. Now a nine, and I have lots of nines around me. My husband is a nine. My oldest son is a nine. Um... I tend to be around a lot of nine people. Nines are the leaders. They're, they're the humanitarians. They, again, because in numerology, we go from one to nine. Nine is the highest vibration in numerology. It is the highest of all of the numbers. And they tend to be old souls. They tend to be people who have incarnated a lot. So when a nine shows up, like they've already been around the block. And so they come across that way. Their energy feels that way. They feel like the highest number. And so for nines, because they feel like the highest number, energetically to numbers that are lower to them, whether anybody knows their numerology or not, doesn't matter. The energy feels the same. They tend to come across as super critical and people tend to get jealous of them and not like them because a nine's higher vibration comes across very like, why are you telling me that? Like, why are you being so, con they come across as condescending at times and they don't mean to. Like again, a nine is the humanitarian. They're the leaders. They're the ones who believe in fairness and justice. So a nine life path is all about like, is this fair? Is this right? Is this the just thing to do on behalf of all parties involved? And the problem with that is that life isn't fair. 
So a nine is often going to be very not pleased by the fact that life is not fair. It is not just. It doesn't work in that way a lot of the time. And they're also very judgmental of themselves. Like you, ne if you have a nine child, you never have to go off on a nine child. Like you do not. They will. Their internal system of criticism. Like you never have to say anything because they will internally criticize themselves, which is not healthy, mind you. So it's important if you've got a nine around you, you, you lift them up because they are, their inner critic rages on a daily basis. A nine is also the, the vibration. Typically, when you see a lot of nines in a person's chart, they have problems with the original family. So something happened with the original family, divorce, death, a parent who wasn't emotionally available. Nine life paths in general also feel one of two ways. They either were very displeased with their original family and so they're totally disconnected from them, like disown them. Or they feel very responsible for their original family. And so if you're involved with a nine and they feel very responsible for their family, um, the family is part of the package deal. Like they're going to put taking care of their family, providing for them first, 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 first. And nines are huge on being the perfect parent. Huge on being the perfect parent. I mean, ginormous. They want to be the perfect parent. Now, all the rest of us know that there's no such thing as a perfect parent. So you just watch a nine and you go, okay, exhaust yourself with that one because your children are still going to come out and say you did something wrong. But they insist upon being the perfect parent and they're very self-critical. So that's just an overview of the characteristics of each number one through nine. And again, once you do your numbers, a lot of things are going to make sense. A lot of things are going to make sense. And in the rest of this episode, I'm going to show you how to do your life path number and your attitude number. But again, if you want cheat sheets report like a free report on exactly what this means and how to break it down, go to tinyurl.com forward slash numerology height how to again that's tinyurl.com forward slash numerology height how to sign up and you'll get my free report it will give you like everything all the worksheets you need break it down so you can figure out your numerology and other people so this is how you do your life path number you need to break down your birthday to a single digit number so let's say that your birthday is november the 12th, 1974. If we were going to figure out your life path number, so November, what the number is, is 11. You were born on the 12th day of November, that's 12 in 1974. So what we would do is we would take the 11, 1 plus 1 equals 2. Then we would add the 12 plus 1 plus 2 of the 12. So now we're at 5 plus 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 4. That's the 1974. So now we're at 6. Uh, 15, 22, 26. We're at 26. But again, in numerology, it has to be a single digit number. So 2 plus 6 equals 8. So somebody who was born on November the 12th, 1974 would be an 8 life path. Now, to find your, so the life path number is your entire birth date added together, broken down into one digit. The attitude number is simply your birth month plus your birthday, and you break it down to one single digit. So if we take the same example, November 12th, 1974, if we want to find the person's attitude number, again, what they, how they approach the world, how they see the world, then we would take the 11 of the birth month, break it down to a 2, plus the 12 of the birthday, so 2 plus 1 is 3, and 3 plus 2 is 5. So somebody born November 12, 1974, has a life path of an 8 and an attitude of a 5. And again, 5 is... I won't say it's a, a toxic number. It can be compatible, but it's a neutral number, two and eight. So you'd want to know your life path number and your attitude number. And you want to remember if those numbers are toxic to each other, if they're antagonistic, that means people are never really going to know what they're getting with you. They're going to be confused because sometimes you show up as this number and sometimes you show up as that number. And again, if you want 
the cheat sheets, the free report on how to do your whole profile, like all six numbers, go to tinyurl.com forward slash numerology how to and download your free report. Now, let's talk about how do you use other people's numerology profiles to improve communication, reduce conflict and create better relationships? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about knowing yourself well enough and knowing other people well enough so that you can now communicate better and really align with other people and know yourself well enough to do that. So it does, it really boils down to, you need to first determine your six numbers and then your numerological chart. And then you need to do the other person's numerological chart, their six numbers. And then you need to compare and see how many natural matches you have and how many challenge numbers you have. Again, if you have challenge numbers in the two most important numbers, your life path and your attitude, that's a red flag. Like you need to be aware that it's going to take you more work to communicate well with that person. It's going to take more work to make sure that you're both on the same page, to make sure that things are going good than if you had a natural match. Anytime your life path or your attitude number is a natural match, what it means is the other person speaks your language. They get you. So there's a lot of explaining and additional talking that you don't have to do when you're a natural match. When you're a challenge, they're speaking a totally different language. So you now have to do a lot of interpretation. You have to do a lot of like, so there's extra work that goes into relationships where your life path or your attitude or both are challenge numbers. So you might be saying to yourself, okay, well, what are natural matches and what are challenge numbers? Let me give those to you. Ones, fives, and sevens are natural matches to each other. They are the mind numbers. So people who are ones, fives, and sevens, they're always thinking, like their brain doesn't stop, which is why they can also have the tendency to sort of um, get into an addiction because if they overwork, it stops them from thinking. If they overexercise, it stops them from thinking. If they drink too much or eat too much, it stops them from thinking. The mind numbers think way too much. They're one, fives, and sevens. So if you are a one life path and you're in a relationship with a five life path, that's a natural match. You guys speak the same language. So again, one, fives, and sevens are natural matches. Three, six, and nines are also natural matches. They are the creative numbers. They're always creating. They love beauty. They love creativity. Three, six, and nines, the communicators, the nurturers, the humanitarians, they are the creative numbers. So three, six, and nines get each other. They're natural matches. Twos, fours, and eights are natural matches. Those are the business numbers. They're always handling business. They're doing mastery. They're doing the heavy lifting. They're getting stuff done. They're, you know, resolving conflict. They're the peacemakers. Two, fours, and eights are natural matches to each other. They're the business numbers. They're always taking care of business. Now, let's just talk about the difference between compatible and natural. So if you're a natural match to somebody's numbers, that means you get each other and you speak the same language. So there's a lot of explaining that you don't have to do, but you might be compatible to somebody's numbers. That means if you're compatible, you do understand each other, but you may have to explain a little bit more or work on things a little bit more than you would a natural match. If you are a challenge, like if your life path numbers are challenged to your spouse's life path numbers, that means there's a lot of work that has to go into keeping the relationship good. Bottom line, lots of work. And if you have two or more challenge numbers, you ought to consider that. I mean, that's tough. Can it be done? Yes. But is it a rough road? Yes. So let me give you what those numbers are. So if you're a life path of a one, your natural match numbers are going to be one, five, and seven, my numbers. Your compatible numbers are anyone who is a two, three, and a nine, but your challenge numbers are four, six, and eights. You just don't speak the same language. You just don't get each other. So you want to be mindful of your entire chart and somebody else's entire chart so that you know, because if you're life path one, you're naturally matched to ones, fives, and sevens. You're compatible with two, threes, and nines, but you're a challenge to four, sixes, and eights. If you're a life path two, you are a natural match to twos, fours, and eights. You're compatible to one, threes, sixes, and nines, but you are a challenge to fives and sevens. 
twos typically have trouble with fives and sevens because fives and sevens love a good conflict. They don't mind having a debate. They don't mind saying what's on their mind and being very blunt about it. And twos don't like that because they're the peacemakers. They want love. They want to give love. Like they don't want to be in conflict. And fives thrive on drama. And sevens don't mind being uber critical. So again, for a two, your natural match is going to be a two, four, and an eight. You're going to be compatible with a one, three, six, and nine. But you're going to be a challenge to a five and a seven. If you're a life path three, your natural match numbers are threes, sixes, and nines. Now you're compatible with ones, twos, and fives, but your challenge numbers are definitely four, sevens, and eights. And again, um, a three is going to have trouble with a four because a four is like two plus two equals four. And they're not going to be emotional and they're not going to ride over a three's mood swings. Like a four is like, listen, I don't care that you're not happy today. You need to get it together. And leave it at that. And that's going to be that. And a three is not going to like that. Uh, a three is also a challenge to a seven and an eight because seven and eights are very much the same way. An eight is the executive. They handle business. They don't want drama. And a seven is going to be uber critical, which is going to make a three go through their mood swings. And a seven is going to shut the emotional door and that person is going to be done. So again, if you're a three life path, your natural match will be a three, six, or nine. You'll be compatible with a one, two, and five, but your challenge number is going to be a four, seven, and an eight. If you're a life path four number, um, your natural matches are going to be two, fours, and eights, you know, the taking care of business numbers. You're going to be compatible as a life path four with a six or seven, but your challenge numbers are definitely going to be one, three, five, and nine. And I think a one is a challenge for a four because a one is is just as critical. And I don't know that a four can take in as much as they dish out when it comes to bluntness and cr being critical. And you're also going to be a challenge to a three, five, and nine because a four will not deal with three's mood swings. A four does not want the drama of a five. And a four is not too crazy about a nine's, you know, focus on what's fair and what's just and what's right. They don't care about that. Two plus two equals four, according to a life path four. Now, if you're a life path five, like me, your natural match numbers are one, five, and seven, and you're compatible with threes and nines, and your challenge numbers are twos, fours, and sixes, and your neutral number is an eight. So fives and eights can get along in business, but I haven't seen many five and eight relationships work out. I just think the, the energy is totally different. Um... And I think part of it, it could be because the five takes up all the air in the room. And after a while, the eight just gets physically ill enough that they just can't deal with the five anymore. And it's done. So if you're a five life path, your natural match numbers are one, five, and seven. Your compatible numbers are three and nine. And your challenge numbers are two, four, and six. And you're neutral to an eight. Now, if you're a life path six number, your natural match numbers are three, six, and nine, of course. Creative numbers, three, six, and nine. You're compatible with twos, fours, and eights, but your challenge number is going to be one, five, and seven. So sixes, um, they like peace, and they like calm, and they like to feel nurtured. And ones, fives, and sevens don't do the nurturing thing too well. So that's why a one, five, or a seven is a challenge to a six. Now, if you're a life path seven number, your natural matches, of course, will be the cerebral numbers, the mind numbers, the one, five, and seven. You'll be compatible with a four, but your challenge numbers will be everybody else, the twos, the threes, the six, the eights, and the nines. That's if you're a life path seven. Now, if you're a life path eight, your natural match numbers are two, four, and eight. Your compatible number in business will be a five. And a six in all areas will be compatible, but your challenge numbers, if you're a life path eight, will be one, three, seven, and nine. Again, an eight is not going to get along with a one, three, seven, and nine. Number one, an eight is the executive. They don't want to deal with the mood swings of a three. Number two, they are the executives. They don't like the critical emotional shutdowns that can often come with the one and the seven. And of course, as the executive, an eight gets that life isn't fair. And an eight... Um, and let me just pause and say this. Fours and eights tend to come into this world with a really hard spiritual curriculum. Like they have been through the ringer. 
lifetime after lifetime, and here they are for another round. And so an eight is not going to put up with a nine's whining about life, why life is not fair, or a focus on perfectionism. Because typically, when you see a lot of fours and eights in a chart, man, you just hear their life story and you know they've been through it. Like been, been through it and back and through it again. And so as the executive, the eight is not going to want to hear a nine whining about fairness. Now, if you're a life path nine, your natural match numbers are three, six, and nine. You are compatible with the one, two, and five, but your challenge numbers are the four, the seven, and the eight. So you just want to keep that in mind. Nines and fours don't get along. Nines and eights don't get along. Nines and sevens don't get along. A seven sort of looks at a nine and goes, I'm not feeling like talking today. Wall, and then there goes the wall. So... I wanted to give you an overview of just how much there is in numerology for you to apply to your life and to your business. If you want more help with numerology, you know, I used to do numerology sessions. I don't do them as much anymore, but if you're interested in scheduling a one-on-one session with me to do your charts and kind of talk to you about where you are in terms of your personal year, what number your house is and what that means and how to change your vibration, you know, just in terms of who you deal with and, you know, career and life, send me an email. My email information is info at the center for life transitions with an S.com. That's info at the center for life transitions.com. Or you can go to my website, CassandraBibus.com, and you can just click the contact button and then contact me if you're interested in doing a one-on-one numerology session. I I don't even have them up on my website because I do them so rarely at this point. But if you're looking for a one-on-one session where we go through your whole chart, we talk about it, I can do that. But I would say start with my free report. So go to tinyurl.com forward slash numerology how to and download my free report. I give you all the cheat sheets, basically a DIY, a do it yourself, how to do your profile and other people's profiles and some tips on what things mean and how to shift some things. Um, but go there first because I'm telling you, when you start to do numerology, you get very quickly that this is for real, like for real, for real, for real. If I want to know why I'm having an issue with somebody, all I have to do is their chart. Like, that's it. And then I know why we do not get along. And I know also how to fix that and how to reach that person where they're at, how to speak their language so that we don't have the blocks that we have at the current moment. So I would just say, try it. I dare you to try it. It works. It is real. And like I said, When you were born, you were born at a specific, on a specific day, at a specific time. Your name did not come to you by accident. There is vibration and energy to all numbers. If you use numerology, you will get what you need to know and you will operate on a higher level in the world, both in your life and in business. So don't miss it. Like this is 50 minutes I've already spent here. I'm just saying, I just talk. I just talk. Use numerology start today. And if you want to dive in a little bit deeper and you want some assistance with understanding and interpreting your chart and getting what you need to do about certain relationships that are having issues, just go to my website, CassandraBibus.com, contact me. We will set up a session, you know, and then we'll just figure it out. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of She Runs the Show. I will talk to you next time.